he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello, I'm Stephanie, and wait, what do I say? Sorry. <laughs> well, I, actually, it's so funny you say that because I was thinking, I'm like, should we switch it up every now and then? Sometimes I'm like, yeah, people are like, girls, you are robots. No one has ever said that, but sometimes but when not. I listen to it, I'm like, it's, should we? I, don't, I, think I know, it's but cute. we can say like, like what you just said. Like, what did you say that was? It was like backwards. It was like, hey, I'm Stephanie. <laughs> Welcome to She Saw Batch. And then, but then you're like, and I'm also Jackie. <laughs> like, what do you and say? Also, and also, welcome to She's All That. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Food for thought. We, we don't have to Yeah, right food now. for thought. <laughs> mull it over. Mull it over. Okay. Hello, and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit <laughs> about our favorite show. See, we switched it up. I'm trying to be different. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's creep. Okay, so a She's All Batch listener actually gave us this tip. She sent me uh, a DM that basically said to keep an eye out on Blake Moines because he's been insta-stalking Genevieve from Clayton's season. Basically said that if you go back on Genevieve's Instagram, you'll see that Blake has liked photos all the way back to 2019. So naturally i had Mm -hmm. to confirm this information and it is 100 percent true i was back in genevieve's instagram on 2019 and there blake is so at the very least they knew each other before no no so you think he's now seeing her and then going back to like her photos from 2019 he's insta stalking her yeah that's how people slide into dms like more subtly scrolling back to a picture and then liking it That's how you communicate to the other person. Hey, I'm looking at you. I actually, I fully agree with that. And I think that if she sees in her notifications, it's like, Blake like this, Blake like this, Blake like this. Like, it comes up multiple times. She's like, okay, well, he clearly likes what I'm offering. Right. No, that's how you get people's attention without having to, like, literally say anything. My my question is, how do we know they didn't know each other before? I mean, I don't. (laughs) I'm just... That was not my instinct when hearing this story was that he saw her on TV, went to her Instagram page, and then went down a deep, dark hole of Genevieve pictures and enjoyed himself. And enjoyed himself. Okay. She's a beautiful girl. I don't blame him. All right. So watch this space, people. I don't know. And Genevieve. (laughs) And Genevieve what? There's no better time but now than to get with Blake because Blake has a new look. And the world is feeling it. Yes, Blake shaved his beard. He looks so much better without it. I'm like shocked. I don't understand why he didn't do this in the first place. And does he still look like the lion from Madagascar now? Because I don't think he does. No, now he looks like, people were commenting saying he looks like John Travolta in Greece, Which yeah. I think is better than the lion from Madagascar. Oh, 100%. <laughs> he did say that he was, like, unsure of if he wanted to keep this look. He felt really naked without his beard. I feel like once he sees the feedback, though, that people have given him, he's going to be like, okay, maybe I'll, maybe I I'll stay this way. I wonder, like, if he's someone who just always had a beard through puberty and then just never experimented <laughs> with being, like, a man who's beardless. Because it's just, like, so night and day to me. Now I actually find him attractive. I found him attractive this entire time. Now it's kicked up a few notches. So mm-hmm. thank you, Blake. And Genevieve. Go after that girl. He clearly thinks you're hot. And maybe we'll see these two link up in paradise. Yeah. So watch this. She's definitely going. She's... Oh, yeah. I think so. I think so. Jury's out on Blake. You know, he may not want to. He may not want to. I think he probably still has a lot of healing to do from his breakup with Katie. But I would love to see him there. I I hope he can expedite that healing process and be ready to date by the summer. And, And... do without that beard. Leave that beard at home. And leave that beach. beard in the United States. You're going to Mexico beardless. Yes. Okay. All right, moving on. Okay, I am obsessed with Greg's quote-unquote relationship with Clemence, the French model. And so, because we said, I think it was in last week's episode, Greg is apparently dating or kind of speaking to, talking to a girl who They're lives in love. In no, they're he, in he love. did not say he was in love. He <laughs> said he sent her flowers for Valentine's Day, but she lives in Paris, so that is tricky. Her profile does say Paris slash NYC, so I guess I'm assuming she spends some time in the United States, but I'm really trying to figure out how much time really. So 
on Friday, she posted on her story that she was back in New York. She posted like a green juice and it was tagged Soho. Then literally 20 hours later was in Florida, posted a photo of a dog tagged Florida. <laughs> then she posted um, a story with a Starbucks drink and the caption was in French, but don't worry. I Google translated it so that we know what she's saying. She said, I returned from New York last night to my parents in Florida just long enough to unpack and repack my suitcase because tonight I'm going home. She she says home to Paris. So she considers Paris home just in time for fashion week. Can't wait to share all this with you again. And then as of yesterday, she was posting in Paris again. So she was literally in the US for like 24, 48 hours. My questions are like, did, is that even enough time to see Greg? How is this relationship sustainable? Does Greg speak French? How is this happening? Because I want Greg to be single and go to paradise or date me. He has two options. That's yeah. it. Or, or be happy in love with Clemence. Go full throttle or don't go at all. R- right. Like, Greg, move to fucking Paris and, like, commit yeah. or... Or don't because we'll miss you here. But I want to know, did Greg get the green juice in Soho? Have we seen any, like, green remnants on his mouth? In recent photos. <laughs> and he posted a photo of it with a green all over his lips. No, I did not see that. Um, I have not seen Greg Grippo tagged in Soho. That does not mean he wasn't there. He could just have not been tagged. Um, Greg keeps a much more low profile on social media in general, so I don't know. But I think that's just such, such a short amount of time to really, like, reconnect. She was in yeah, the United States you- for, like, literally a whole day, and half that day was, like, in Florida. So... And- <laughs> And like, how do you, how do you deal with that jet lag? Like you never recover because then you go back. I think you just have to pick a time zone to stick to. And then when you're in the other time zone, you're off. Um, And it seems, so it seems to me though, because I was confused because in her bio, it says Paris slash NYC, making me think she splits her time, but she considers Paris home. So Greg is dating someone who considers Paris home and he lives in New York. What I thought when you were giving this lovely intro, which Hats off to you for this creeping. Solid, solid Thank creeping. You. I'm really invested in this relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. You did mention that he sent her flowers for Valentine's Day. We had we had known that. We, I think we had talked about mm-hmm. that. But my question yeah. now is, knowing that she considers Paris home, what the fuck were that, was that shipping cost? Like, how much does it cost to ship to si- flowers? To ship flowers? Um, to Paris? Or does he have to know. literally Google a Paris Find a, florist? A florist in Paris. Uh, but if he doesn't speak French, he can't... Like, I, I don't think I could just Google florists yeah, in Paris. Yeah, I mean, in, in Paris, they probably speak a little bit of English where he could, like, figure it out um, if he called them. But yeah, also, too, it's like, if that's what? A, a long-distance phone number. You can't just, like, call other countries casually from your phone unless you have an international plan, which I'm assuming Greg doesn't. Like... I don't have an international plan. <laughs> We're like, assuming a you, lot about Greg. <laughs> Greg's not someone who works in different countries and needs an international plan. Um, and then how does he talk he, to Clemens? Uh, I know. So many well, they probably here. I don't know. They probably have the WhatsApp app. Or they can FaceTime, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, pretty much everyone that talks to someone in another country, they have WhatsApp. That's how they communicate. Yeah. So true. that's probably what they're using. But yeah, I want to know the next time he's going to see her and if they're going to get more green juice together. I need to know this. So keep an eye out. It seems like a casual thing. I just don't know how it can go past a casual thing if they're not in the same city. But truth and time tells all. Justin Bobby. <laughs> From Justin Bobby. Yes, I'm so Were happy you gonna say that, that? You do that reference. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Truth and time tells all. Yeah. This one's kind of funny. So people seem to think that, so Matt James wrote a book. That's a story in itself. But (laughs) his book is, his book is coming out in May, I believe. But everyone is kind of talking about how the book cover seems to have a Photoshop fail. So if you pull up the book cover, I will wait to see if you can figure out what it is. Can you do it? The link Um, is. Yeah, well, I'm pulling it up. All right, hold on. Okay, I, I see, I see. So do you see the what people think is a problem? Yes, I, I see the thumb. Okay, so people seem to think that they made a massive Photoshop fail with his thumb because if you look at the cover, his thumb is pulled up like an abnormal yeah. amount. So I was like off the bat thinking it's a Photoshop fail. But then I saw people talking about it online and people are saying that like it's normal. Well, it's... It's uncommon, but it's normal. It's called a hitchhiker thumb. Like that could happen. So I'm like, okay, I understand a hitchhiker thumb. Everyone has different thumbs. I'm not here to thumb shame. However, does he actually have a hitchhiker thumb? Let me go find out. So I went to his page and I found a lot of thumb evidence. So if you would like to pull this 
up. Now, I am pulling I will, up the evidence. I will tell you guys that he posts a lot of photos with the peace sign, in which case your thumb is not visible. So it took right. a lot of digging. I went deep into the archives to find out, does he have a hitchhiker thumb or was this a Photoshop fail? And after my investigative journalism, I found out that Matt just has a hitchhiker thumb, which is crazy to me. Now, question two, mm -hmm. if you have a hitchhiker thumb that is a little abnormally long, you would say in this photo, it is, it is very pulled up. It looks long. Would you put it front and center on your book cover? As I said, I went to his Instagram and they were... There were plenty of photos that did not show his thumb at all. Like he had his, hand, his hands in his yeah. pocket, he was doing peace signs, he's holding something that covers the thumb. But for some reason on this book cover, this hitchhiker thumb is front and center. Like it looks like it's blowing in the wind. Maybe he's just like, yeah, this is what my thumb looks like. And he's not really <laughs> thinking to hide it. And he just happens to have a bunch of pictures with peace signs that are just like not show like I don't know I don't think I have a lot of thumb evidence on my own Instagram so like I'm not, when I'm taking Instagrams I'm never thinking like where are my thumbs like but how you do don't my thumbs have... look I'm zooming in on my face and like my body not my thumb but you don't have a hitchhiker thumb yeah no I don't really no I don't I have stick thumbs no but I just googled hitchhiker thumb it very much is a thing it says uh, a thumb that's hyper mobile or flexible and able to bend backward beyond the normal range of motion so it's a thing Moving on, Dale, Dale Moss, Claire Crawley's ex, posted a video to Instagram with the caption paradise and the little paradise palm tree emoji. And then it's a video of him walking on the beach and the clip, the song in the clip has words paradise on earth in it. And I understand he's like on some kind of vacation here, but it kind of felt like a little foreshadowing to me. Like, do we think Dale's going to paradise? I could see it. I think in this world, you don't, post literally paradise unless you're trying to kind of foreshadow something like I get that he's on vacation but there's a million other ways that he could describe his vacation besides paradise knowing like the weight of what that means given the tv show he was on and he's single now is he I don't even know that yeah well, he's well no Claire. I know he was like he was like dating some rebound person but I don't know if that's still a thing well he's not with Claire is what I meant yeah he hashtagged bachelor party so he's on a bachelor party but then gave his phone to his friend to film him walking on the beach i think this is foreshadowing something i would support a dale paradise situation i would for my own selfish dramatic watching needs i think it would be messy for him personally but i think it would be good television for us yeah and that's that's what i care about so yeah same so so go, Dale, go. See how it goes. Yeah, maybe he's doing a little manifesting here. Manifesting or like testing the waters to see how people respond. Yeah, dipping his toes in the water, if you will. Literally and figuratively. In the crystal blue Mexico water, yes. Mm -hmm. All right, well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Moving on. So last week we told you guys that Clay Harbor is putting out feelers and he wants to set Andrew S., his cousin, up with Teddy from Clayton's season. And we weren't sure how Teddy felt about it because, you know, there's really no way to tell pre-Paradise. But Teddy went on Bachelor Happy Hour and she listed Andrew S. first as one of the guys she wants to see in Paradise. So they are full-blown going to get engaged. Okay, so they're they're married. Yeah, basically they're literally married with two children. Can we please um, save this audio footage and then when this actually happens, we'll play it back and we'll say that... Yeah. This was a prediction. I mean, it's very clear. I mean, it was clear from hearing Andrew speak, he was interested in Teddy. And then with, you know, Clay manifesting, it was kind of confirming that Andrew is clearly interested in Teddy and probably has talked to Clay about it. And now Teddy also saying she's interested in Andrew. Full circle. There's no issue here. Yeah. I don't see how this could possibly, what could possibly go wrong? Nothing. like four other girls who are chasing after Andrew in paradise, but we'll see. So I've talked to you guys about this before. So I did an Everly Well at-home test, and basically I did the metabolism one, and it gave me great insights into kind of what's going on in my body so that I can be more informed about my healthy eating weight loss journey. And so basically how it works is Everly Well ships you an at-home test, and it comes straight to your door with everything you need for a sample collection, and then you use the prepaid shipping label, mail your test back to a certified lab, and then in days, your physician-reviewed results and actionable insights are sent to your device, and you can share those results with your primary care physician, and they can help you 
work on next steps depending on whatever your health goals are, which is so great. Yeah, and they don't just have metabolism tests, although I agree that's such a cool test to check out. I'm very curious about my own metabolism, but they have 30 different tests to choose from. There's food sensitivity, so if you've been eating something and you're unsure why your body's responding a certain way, you could take that test. They also have a test for sleep and stress, which again, that's another one I definitely want to try and make sure that my body's handling stress properly because I don't think it is. Uh, they have another one regarding your thyroid plus many other at-home lab tests to choose from. And for She's All Batch listeners, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test of your choosing if you go to everlywell.com slash she's all batch. That's everlywell.com slash she's all batch for 20% off your at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash she's all batch. Sing the song. I want to try to do the harmonizing. Okay. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. It's, it's Clayton's Corner. Clayton's Corner. <laughs> uh, we'll work on it. Um, we'll work we'll on it. Some, some singing practice. It's Clayton's uh, Corner. Uh, Ooh, that actually I was, driving was a, a harmony. That's nice. I know. I was in the car and I'm like, I would love to do like the alto part. Uh, so far. Yeah, no, I'm and on then the we spot can, here. We can each record and then put them together. And then oh, they yeah. Can you just harmonized? Can you just use what I did? Or do I have to do it again? Um, I, I can use it. Well, okay. So, guys, if you were listening to how this all went down, the combined <laughs> singing that is going to be right now it's, it's Clayton's, Clayton's Corner. Clayton's hometown episode. So much to unpack here. Thoughts? Mm -hmm. A lot of thoughts. I mean, it kind of went how I expected it to go. I was expecting Serene to go home and it, it ended up being, you know, Susie, Gabby, and Rachel. I'm very excited for the messiness that's to come. I thought all of these hometowns honestly made me cry a little bit. I thought like the, the way the family members, either the dads or the brothers or grandpas were being so sweet and so protective of their daughters, granddaughters, sisters. I thought it was really nice to see. And yeah, and Gabby's grandpa for senior bachelor. I want yes. Gabby's grandpa to like make all of my life decisions. And I want to get a bracelet that says, what would Gabby's grandpa do? Because Beautiful. that man, he's just an angel on earth. Love him. I love how he reacted to Gabby saying that she told Clayton she wants to sit on his face. Love it. He's adorable. So then we know that Gabby's father couldn't make it because uh, he has like a girlfriend. His Well, his girlfriend, I guess, was diagnosed with cancer. So I think they're just probably being extra cautious about like being exposed to people because clearly she's like an at-risk person. If she got COVID, it'd probably be very bad. Right. So. so he does show up though and he has signs for Gabby. The first one says, hi, Gabby, it's me, dad. <laughs> Which is like okay, I, well, I know like, Dad. Maybe it's she like just couldn't see from very far away because he was wait, it was dark and it was the distance. You want to know what's funny though? You know how like when older people call you, but they don't realize that like caller oh, ID all is the a time. Thing. Yeah, when it's literally yes on the voicemail, it's like hi, it's Grandma. It's and then she tells me right. the date and time, and it's like girl, I know all of this. You can <laughs> save me this. the two minutes. I don't need to hear this message for you to say. It's me. Call me back. It's Monday at 6 p.m. So maybe that's what he was thinking when he wrote out that sign. He's like, I should probably let Gabby know it's me because I normally <laughs> would do that on the phone. So he wrote it out on the on the sign. Well, I think he had to put it, though, so that we knew that it was her dad, even though I guess it was kind of obvious because obviously they were saying, oh, it's her dad. Maybe it's her dad. But we did need that confirmation there. I have a theory, though, that he did the whole sign thing because I thought it was like kind of weird, kind of love actually-esque. But I think he probably did it because because they are like quarantining and taking COVID so seriously, he wasn't able to get mic'd by anyone. Like no crew person could come up to him and mic him. So there was no other way to like communicate, right? Because if he was going to talk, he would need to be mic'd. Like That's a really good theory. Because I know that question was being asked a lot online. Like, can he not talk? Why didn't he just speak? I think it's because they didn't want to be near any people. Like he wouldn't even go near Gabby. He stayed all the way on the other side. Yeah. Of the show. I think it's like as practical as that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that could very well be it. There are such things as, like, boom mics where they don't have to be directly next to you. They can, like, hold it. But I guess if he doesn't want to be near anyone at all, yeah, then I Yeah, I, I mean, he didn't even out. come close to Gabby. He was, like, all the way across the street. So I don't know. Oh, and then something I wanted to note, too. So in the promos a lot, obviously, we see the scene of Clayton being like, and I was intimate with both of you. And then it cuts to people crying. We saw Sarah's crying in... 
I, last episode or the episode before that, w- the scene that they were always using of her crying, we saw it actually yes. in the show. Now we saw Gabby's like crying outfit that they have been using for a lot of promos in this episode. And it was when she was crying because her dad came out. So just something to note that they're not going to be using that scene anymore in the promos. There's still scenes of Gabby crying, don't worry, because obviously like we know she's in the top three. There's going to be something going on, but that specific moment was used last episode. And I do think they're doing a big push for Gabby to be the Bachelorette. Like Robert Mills tweeted like, oh, if you think Gabby was funny on like the daytime portion of the day, just wait till you see later. Like they they very much are aware that people like her sense of humor and they are oh, enjoying yeah. her. I think they're giving us options. I think Susie is getting a potential Bachelorette edit. I think Gabby is getting a potential Bachelorette edit. And I mean, my choice out of those two would probably be Gabby. I've really been enjoying her. I think she's like so funny and, and fresh and all that stuff. But I think they need to do something like bigger than just a past contestant that didn't get picked that has a heartbreaking story because like that's what's been getting us into this site like you know what I mean we need something crazy to like bring this show back yeah and you're saying Gabby could maybe shake it up no I'm saying neither of them can shake it up like I'm saying we're already like at like the lowest ratings of Bachelor literally ever they need like something crazy like a celebrity or a very very beloved former person or I don't know. Do you not agree? I haven't really thought about it that much. I've been thinking that it's probably going to be Gabby because she seems to be being pushed by producers. Like, yeah. they want us to. Well, everyone's appreciating her personality anyway, but seeing Robert Mills say, like, if you think she was good on this part, just wait. Like, it just felt to me like he wants us all to love her. Yeah. But people are already loving her anyway. Yeah. Um, Hannah, not Hannah, oh my god, (laughs) Susie kind of reminds me of Hannah G in the sense that like she's so pretty and sweet and she would be a great bachelorette, but we're not seeing a ton of her personality, which is what I think happened with Hannah G too. Yeah. So when people used to throw out her name as the potential lead, it kind of didn't really have legs because they were like, well, we haven't really seen much of her otherwise. But yeah, so what did you think of Rachel's dad and like that whole thing? She really set up a big warning about him. So I was expecting him to be a lot meaner. I was really expecting like Aunt Lindsay energy and he was a lot softer than her. Yeah, I guess it's just like the when he asked things like, oh, how can you like ensure you're not gonna hurt Rachel? It's, I can't. The answer is he can't. So it's like, how does he change his mind then in, in that 20 minutes? Yeah, I don't think he changed his mind that this is a rock solid idea (laughs) but I think he's kind of just open to the fact that like look this guy makes my daughter happy in the meantime so why don't I just try to be supportive she was so sweet with like how how much she values her dad's opinion like I really liked seeing that sensitive side of Rachel everyone's asking where her voice went I I don't know why everyone's so concerned it's like (laughs) people you've never lost your voice casually before I think I saw a tweet that's like how did she possibly lose her voice if she's always whispering which is a good point. That's valid. That's funny. But I don't know. I mean, they've been traveling so much and I'm sure they're not really getting any sleep. That's why a lot of people say you don't sleep on that show and they're Mm -hmm. traveling and I think it just wears on you after a while. She didn't seem sick. It seems like she's just been like running on fumes for a bit. Right. And then her voice came back. Mike Fleiss or Robert Mills, one of them tweeted that Next week, we're having the back-to-back episodes, but the first episode, Monday night, is Fantasy Suites, and then the second night is Women Tell All. I thought it was going to be Women Tell All, and they were going to stretch it out over two days, and I'm like, guys, come on. Like, that's excessive. But I actually think next week's going to be a good week in the corner. We'll have a lot to unpack. They're kind of throwing us off with our recording schedule a little bit by having a Tuesday night episode. Well, so is it, it's Fantasy Suites and then Women Tell All? Women Tell All's on Tuesday? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder if they're doing that because whoever goes home is in the episode. In the maybe Fantasy Suite episode is going to be in the Women Tell All. Maybe. I guess we'll see. I'm excited though, and I feel like you're right. This is when it's going to start getting a little bit messier, which is a little exciting. So yeah, no, I think it's going to be a really good. I guess so. What we'll have Fantasy Suites, Women Tell All, and then the fine the next week is the finale. I think done? so. Yeah, unless you know how sometimes they like take a week off randomly. Yeah. Unless they want to like elongate it, it's either going to be the following week or the week after that. I don't know why they would have to wait. No, I feel like and normally they like to like the fact that they're doing two in one week means they they want it like over faster. You know what yeah. I mean? Because sometimes they do women tell all as a whole separate week episode. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. I'm really excited. This is when it really starts to get 
messy, and yeah. I am here for it. See you next week in the corner. Get me out of this corner. Let's close the segment with the, with the theme song again. A one and a two and a one, two, three. It's, it's Clay's, Clay's corner. corner. Yeah, and then I guess whoever's the bachelorette will have to be like. Oh, yeah. Susie's sofa. I was thinking for Gabby, Gabby's garage mm. or Gabby's garden. Gabby's garden. garden. Is no, yes, because then we could say like, do you want to go planting? Let's go in the garden. Yeah, I like that. Okay, great. And if okay. it's someone else, if it's a, it's a celebrity, if it's Khloe Kardashian, like that one time Mike Fleiss tweeted that Khloe was going to be the bachelor. Yeah, yeah. All right, leave in the corner. Okay. So as you guys know, we love the brand Invisaware. It offers such amazing safety accessories that are cute and stylish, but also very discreet. So this weekend, a friend of mine was going out on a date with a guy that she met on a dating app. So she was obviously a little bit nervous about meeting up with someone she didn't really know. So I told her actually about Invisaware and she ended up placing an order before the date. Invisaware has a line of bracelets, necklaces, keychains, fitness bands, and scrunchies, and they look like everyday accessories, but they were they're actually safety devices. So there is a button hidden on the back side of each item. And with a double click, you can immediately text up to five emergency contacts and send them a link to your exact GPS location and it essentially just lets them know that you need help. There's also the free 911 feature that connects you immediately with 911 dispatchers. That's only available in the United States. If you're feeling unsafe, you don't have to worry about, you know, rummaging through your bag, finding your phone, opening up an app or making a call. You don't have to worry about any of that because the safety is built right into your outfit. So relax, help is always at hand. Check out invisware.com and use code she's all batch for 10% off. That's invisware.com code she's all batch for 10% off. Okay, so we're gonna kick off Bachelor Encounters, and if you are new here, that's when you guys submit your stories with Bachelor alum in the wild, and we read it on air. So, since we've started talking about Dawson Dimitri Brady's parents' <laughs> coffee shop, we just keep getting more submissions about I this coffee shop so and people's experiences. So, someone writes in and says, love the show and can't wait for future episodes. Your past two episodes convinced me to take the hour and a half road trip. Hour and a half. Yes. Road trip to Audrey's. And I must say, it was worth the trip. Oh my god. I got the most dramatic mocha ever, which we know now is an actual coffee. Had we not known that, I would think that she's actually calling. She was just describing it as the most dramatic yeah. mocha. And it was delicious. Everyone was so nice, and I love all the Bachelor-themed decor and menu. While I did not try them, they also had many alcoholic drinks that look amazing aside from the coffee. Jared was there and was working in the back and was actually making the food. He's a chef now. Okay, professional. I tried getting a picture and I was not at a good enough angle without making it look super odd. They also sell merch there, sweatshirts, t-shirts, and beanies. I happened to pick up the Audrey's sweatshirt and the back says coffee till cocktails with two roses. The place oh, is amazing cute. and you guys should really take the trip and come visit. Uh, okay, well, we definitely need to make the trip. It's a bit further than an hour and a half for us, but we'll do it. I know that we said like, we'll buy your coffee which no one has taken us up on that yet, and that's fine. But I also, new task for, for you guys if you actually want to go to this coffee shop, start telling them that we're sending you because I feel like yeah. they should thank us. We, they clearly got this business from this, right. this person. Exactly. No, we should be compensated, honestly. Yeah, you're welcome, Jared. She spent $6 on the most dramatic mocha ever, so we are entitled to at least like 10% of that. Yeah, I, I would say that's only fair, honestly. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that I feel like most of the time when people talk about their experience being at this coffee shop, Jared is like working a lot and I'm just shocked that he even has time to work considering all the people that go to this coffee shop I feel like are here to see Jared and Ashley, you know? So why why are you surprised that he's there then? No, I'm so I feel like he would be not able to actually do any work because people would oh, be like, oh, "Oh my god, like Jared, hey, can we get a picture? Can we get a picture? Oh, yeah. Can we get a picture?" Like how is it that he's actually like flipping Burgers. Eggs. I'm, I'm like, I don't think they serve burgers. I'm like, but definitely breakfast sandwiches. Flipping eggs. Yeah. Um, He's like buttering biscuits in the back room and like doesn't yeah. have time to take selfies, I guess. I feel like any, if you're going to this coffee shop, like you are a fan, you want to see them. So I feel like he, but he can't possibly take a picture with every single patron of the coffee shop. Well, clearly no one that has written into us yet ha has actually gotten a photo with That's him. That's true. Good point. Okay, so another task, if you guys go, tell them that we sent you and try to take a photo. Yeah. I'll Venmo you for another 
most dramatic mocha ever. Yeah. I'm literally giving away all of my money. Oddly enough, our second submission is about Dawson Dimitri Brady's coffee shop. Yes, you're welcome, Jared and Ashley. Our next submission writes, Hi, love the pod. Just listen to the latest episode. A good friend of mine lives close to Dawson Dimitri's parents' coffee shop and sent us all the deets. The aesthetic is all over the place. Okay, this is like the negative Yelp review as opposed to the positive one we just received. The aesthetic is all over the place. I wish they had gone full in with the Bachelor theme because I think that's cute and is their origin story as a couple, but they tried to be a little bit of everything. They have Audrey Hepburn on the wall, Rhode Island history and newspapers. It's a Bachelor theme, but then also paintings of dogs drinking coffee on the wall. Plus, there's a rug in the middle of the shop that's duct taped to the floor. That's where it ends. <laughs> Wait, I've never seen that before. Why would someone do that? Duct tape I don't know, but she um, she did include photos, which pr- proves oh, her great. her story. No, I believe there, her. there is a rug. I would have questioned it a little bit, but okay. there is a rug in the middle of the room that's duct taped to the floor. You know how like you roll duct tape to be like rolled, like how it comes in a circle, like no. in a roll. No. Oh, you make it. like a little loop. I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, when you make a duct tape loop, that yeah. that's what you see. Because it's slightly lifted, so you see oh, the duct tape. Oh, see, I was picturing duct tape, like, flat on the edges of the rug. <laughs> That's way worse. That's so <laughs> much worse. At least well, they're I mean, trying to be discreet. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Do they think, what, do they think it's going to move or something? Like, if there's tables and chairs on it, or someone's going to steal it? Like, why would they do that? <laughs> I mean, if someone's going to steal it, then maybe they should re... Well, if I was going to steal something from that coffee shop, it would be something from the walls. <laughs> Imagine someone's, like, rolling up the rug, and they're like, this is mine. Sorry. It's all about snatching the little Superman pin that's probably on the wall or something. Right. But yeah, I don't know. This definitely, to me, the more information we get, it's definitely an Ashley and Jared themed coffee shop. I wouldn't say it's a Bachelor themed coffee shop. Bachelor is just one aspect of it. I'm looking right now at the rug in question. Someone's standing on the rug. So maybe it was like a safety hazard. Someone like tripped and they need to make sure it stayed in place. Okay. Well, we'll have to find out when we go. And when we go, I think we should consider stealing it. Well, not the. We can't steal the rug. We can steal something small. <laughs> Wait, I love that, that you we're think though. Get caught. <laughs> but I love that you think that it's because people are trying to steal the rug, as if the duct tape is going to stop them. If they, if I really want to steal that rug, <laughs> that rug is mine. Well, I, I just think the duct tape would make it a little harder, so that it would take longer. But even if there was no duct tape, it would still take you kind of a minute to roll up the rug and leave with it. So it's probably Wait, not what people are trying to do. Maybe they're using the duct tape as some sort of like audible alarm because you know when you pull duct tape oh, off something, yeah, it's like yeah, that yeah. that noise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah. wish we had a sound effect of duct tape being pulled. But you know what I mean. So then like Jared comes out from the back after like he's buttering like, some biscuits, rug, and he's rug. like, "What's going on? Where's the rug?" yeah I mean could be that's why guys like we said last episode we always need these extra details because something like this you may not have thought to include that there's duct tape on the rug but in this case like I care it's important yes very important all right well thank you people yeah keep them coming keep going to this coffee shop yeah maybe they'll name a she's all batch (gasps) coffee drink that should be our ultimate goal the five-year plan of this business yes, is yes. becoming Done. so well-known in the coffee shop space that they make a She's All Batch cocktail. What would be in it? Mm. I think it would have to be pink. Tears. Yeah, pink. Tears. Like, Tears. like someone would have to cry into it. Like, you know, like dramatic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, like, who's putting the tears in? Like, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I'll cry into it, I guess. And you'll send your tears up to Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I was thinking like actual normal ingredients, like, I don't know, rosé and like... What would a, you like to see in, in the She's All Batch coffee drink besides yes. tears? The coolest answer wins. Yeah. Or is it a coffee or a cocktail? There's no way to know. It could be both, too. Yeah, like espresso martini-esque. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, another thing to put on the old business planner. <laughs> Moving on. We have... Okay. This person writes, My friends and I were in Nashville a few weeks ago to see Dancing with the Stars live, and Jason was there to watch Caitlin. 
We were so nervous to say hi to him, so we made my friend's mom ask him if we could take a photo with us. He was so nice and asked about my friend's son. He said, what's this little guy's name? Then I nervously said, was Caitlin so happy to see the dogs? And he said, oh yes, and how proud of her he was. She was a great dancer. So that was sweet. We love a supportive beau this time of year. And I love that she was so nervous that it, did did she tell Jason what the little guy's name was? I, I guess I'm we'll... sure she did. I'm sure she she didn't just like get asked and then immediately jump to the next question because <laughs> she was so nervous. Yeah, that would just be crazy, insane. Um, but yeah, no, Jason seems great. Like truly, most amazing boyfriend ever to Caitlin. Find yourself a man that like fangirls over you like Jason totally. does. That is like that next is level. The dream, yes. Okay, so we have Nick Peterson on the podcast today, and he is from The Bachelorette, Bachelor Pad 3, and Bachelor in Paradise 2. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, Stephanie. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. What do you got for me? I got so much stuff for you. (laughs) So, I mean, we're going to breeze on past Bachelorette, obviously, and go straight to Bachelor Pad, because that was your biggest TV moment. So for those that don't know, uh, Nick kind of shook up Bachelor Pad by deciding to keep the money instead of splitting the money with his partner, Rachel Trueheart. And I need to know, I have so many questions about that moment because it's like iconic, but was that moment persuaded at all by production? Uh, I wouldn't say it was persuaded by production. I would say that what happens is um, on Bachelor Pad, they stopped filming uh, before the final episode. They sent everybody home for a month. And during that month, the show is airing. So mm-hmm. you get to see the final edits. You get to see a lot of the stuff that you, of course, um, conversations you weren't a part of, right? Right. Um, and so then they fly everybody back for a live studio audience finale. Uh, when they do that, the final two episodes had not aired yet. Uh, and they okay. put you in a, in a hotel room. And a producer brings around, you know, a laptop and they let you watch those final two episodes. Okay. You got to know what happens in those because when you go out to film the live studio audience, um, when that airs, those two episodes will have air, right? So we need to know what happens in those. Um, right. So we watched those and, you know, I saw a lot of things that obviously justified, uh, I think, in my opinion, <laughs> uh, keeping the money. So uh, a lot of things I didn't know. Um, her talking, you know, wanting to leave and all that, not really being there for, uh, for my gosh, this is old stuff. You're bringing back the OGs. I, I mean, this <laughs> I is like classic, but <laughs> well, we'll, we'll touch on everything, but I had to jump right into probably the most memorable moment. So, so you kept the money from Rachel instead of splitting. And there were three seasons of the, there were three seasons of bachelor pad and you were the only one that didn't split the other two split. Rachel says on that episode that you guys had spoke and agreed to split. So did you just change your mind after that conversation? Yeah. So of course we talked, uh, you were allowed to talk to your uh, partner on the show. We weren't dating. She was dating Michael, but, uh, we were allowed to talk over that month. What we weren't supposed to do was talk to the rest of the cast, um, <laughs> to try to get votes. How do they uh, stop you? Like, yeah, they can't. But uh, I think at that point, a lot of people's minds were already made up. But uh, Rachel and I, of course, agreed to it because we left on good terms. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what you know changed my mind, like I said, was what aired on television and what um, you, know, you don't see. You got to remember that you're watching about an hour and a half of edited television right. on TV, right? And, uh, but you're filming 24-7. And so a lot of that stuff, um, either we experience and you don't see or uh, their conversations that I was not around and they ended up airing. And uh, so then I finally got to see them. So Right. And this was like the ultimate underdog moment because you had, you know, you gave a speech before you ex- shared that you were going to keep the money. And your reason was because, you know, she was basically talking about you behind your back, wanting to leave the show, um, not really being a good partner. Did anyone know about your decision because the reaction in that room i mean even chris harrison he's not that good of an actor he definitely didn't know who knew nobody knew uh no one nobody knew um the only they knew production would have known just minutes before because you have to go in that back room and choose the keeper share oh uh, all right so uh at that moment they knew um 
my producer in talking with him the night before. Um, like I said, I made that decision, you know, right before when they showed us those final episodes. Um, so, and uh, so, no, I think that all those reactions were real, which was, which was neat. So not everybody agreed with it, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is like, people didn't agree with it. De- Rachel definitely didn't agree with it, but like, compare that to the rest of the season, every single episode, someone's stabbing someone in the back, manipulating someone, lying to someone. And then all of a sudden you shake it up at the end. And that's a problem. Mm, I'm not, I'm not for that. Did you ever apologize to Rachel though? Uh, apologize? No, I don't feel like I needed to apologize. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I saw her one time. We all had some group appearance deal at uh, the Mohegan Sun, and uh, we got along just fine at that that time. Okay. It was a, you know, a month or two after, and uh, everything was okay. But yeah, by um, I apologize. I kind of meant just like, you know, make amends, hash things out after that moment because that was a really heated time. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the only time we chatted, I think, was at the Mohegan Sun. Really didn't okay. talk after that. Um, one of the cast members, the guy that she was dating, reached out to me asking me to send her money. And, oh, my God. Wait, so Michael Stagliano, uh, yeah, was, that's yeah. who you're referring to? He mm-hmm. called you after the show ended and asked you to set that's send What did you money. say to him? I said, that's no. Great. I said, well, <laughs> yeah. I, what, what good is that going to do? So I, I just sent her money and then, uh, A, I'm paying taxes on it. And B, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, it doesn't it doesn't solve anything and nobody would know about it. It doesn't. Yeah. And you even called him out too on the reunion special because so just for our fan, our listeners that may not know, Nick kept the money from Rachel. It's 250 grand, but Rachel also ended up getting dumped by Michael Stagliano. So she kind of lost the love and the money. And then Michael tried to kind of make you the villain when like, he's the one that was also playing her and leading her on. And that's, that's hilarious that he wrote you and said that. Like yes. that, that's going to, that's going to undo all of his shady behavior. Okay, yeah. Michael. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, oh. I haven't, I've only kept in touch with a couple of them since then. Okay. Um, and Michael and Rachel were not one of them, but uh, uh, I've kept in touch with a couple. So what did you do with the 250 grand? Yeah. So I paid taxes on it and that was fun. Oh. Um, so <laughs> how, how much can you disclose? Like how much taxes come out of that? Yeah. I paid 80,000 in taxes. Wow. So. I was left about, uh, you know, 170, which is a good, still a good chunk of change, of course. Um, right. yeah. I invested it uh, in the market at the time. You know, I was, uh, I had a personal training business. I was a personal trainer. Um, nice. And so I invested in the market uh, for a few years. And then I ended up partnering with a guy. Um, I wanted to step out of the day-to-day uh, working grind. And uh, so we bought a couple franchise licenses for Orange Theory Fitness um, up in Philadelphia. I'm from Tampa, Florida originally. And, uh, so I moved up to Philly area and then we just kind of rolled the money over and kept buying more. And so, uh, we have three open and running now. Oh, amazing. And, uh, yeah. So I was able to, you know, uh, make the most of it, I should say. Perfect. No, that's awesome. But that wasn't your last televised ap- uh, appearance. You then moved over to paradise. This is season two now. So this is like, we're going back a little bit. So you were one of the final couples on Paradise. You were dating Samantha. Is it true that if you were one of the final couples, they pressure you to get engaged, whether you want to or not? They didn't ask us at all. No. Okay. Uh, we had only been on a couple of dates, if I remember right. Uh, so it wouldn't even make sense. It would look silly, to be honest. And it probably would, it would have made them look silly. Um, okay. And I think people at that point would know that there's something behind the scenes there. They're pressuring us because we've been on two days. Right. You know? Okay. So, <laughs> well, um, I mean, the people that get yeah. engaged aren't that much further along, but I that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, no, uh, they didn't pressure us. I know we had, let's see, was Tanner and Jade got engaged, right? Oh, well, yeah. That was the big season. Yeah. And then uh, I forget, I think. Was it Jared and Ashley into that season? Um, uh, well, no, they didn't. End, they didn't end up together that season. That um, season. Brain fart. I could Google, Google it. You yeah. put me on the spot. I can't but remember I was there. But uh, I wait. I actually feel like Jade and Tanner were the only ones that got engaged. I think they were that season. I think they were the only ones that got engaged, and then it was myself and Samantha, and then uh, um, this guy uh, Justin and uh, Cassandra. <laughs> Yeah. And they also just went on like a date too. Yeah. So, so okay. They broke, they broke up. Some of them, uh, I still think it's up to their here and there. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, no bad blood there. Uh, she's a sweet girl. She just, uh, she lived in LA at the time, made it very difficult. And, uh, you know, right. so it just, just didn't work out. So she was the center of a lot of controversy that season, though. Um, she got backlash for supposedly plotting a relationship with Joe Bailey uh, from Caitlyn's season ahead of time. What do you think about that now, though? Because it seems like everybody does that and it's totally acceptable as long as you don't get caught, basically. Yeah. Well, the, the show, we can talk more about this, but the show has changed a lot and the rules have changed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of that having to do with social media and everything. And, um, but as far as that instance goes, uh, Samantha and I were talking too, you know, so, and we also planned to get together. Um, yeah. So yeah. And so for final casting, when we flew out to LA, I actually went to Samantha's house, you know, we hung out, got to spend some one-on-one -on -one time. So it's not like, you know, Paradise was the first time we met. Um, and so I had no idea about Joe, though. So <laughs> I walked right into that one looking really stupid. So uh, she turned me down, if you remember. I walked straight in asking, knew, I asked her on a date. I said, got this, you know, it's going to all be gravy. And uh, she said no. So. Ah, um, that's okay. I can't wrap my head around this. So who was she playing then, you or Joe? Because it seems like she had the same game plan with both of you. Yeah. Well, in the end, I guess um, I won, but right. uh, <laughs> uh, I Joe ended up being really upset about it. Uh, I got along fine with Joe, no problems at all. But um, I think I think he felt like you know she pulled the rug out from underneath him. So uh, yeah, that didn't work out. I asked her out. And we went on a few dates. So uh, I think she was portrayed in uh, and definitely a bad light, a lot worse than she really is in person. She's actually really sweet. Oh yeah, um, I'm sure. But she seems I, really sweet. Yeah, she was. And, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the you know, ladies on the show just really didn't like her. So well, they were because she's gorgeous. Like she's very pretty. She's very pretty. And uh, I'll let you <laughs> comment on that and why you think yeah. that's the case. But, um, but yeah, she uh, she's very pretty. And I think, um, you know, she had a lot of guys going after her. So right. um, you her as a threat. Before you dated uh, Samantha, though, you had a little fling with the infamous Ashley S. Um, do you remember Ashley S? Ashley S. You don't oh, remember on her? On the, the show. show. Yeah. yeah, yeah we went, well, yeah, Flynn. Um, we, went on, uh, we went on one date. Uh, I think it was one date. And uh, yeah, it just, uh, yeah. It was, it was they, a fun date. That was the tequila drinking date, I believe. We that, well, that's, shots, yes. We had shots in the hot tub. And, and then she called you her brother. Right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, um, I, did. I I thought that was very weird and uh, a little turned off by that. But yeah, yeah, I I wasn't. She wasn't. She wasn't the one for me. So right. Well, yeah, obviously that the reason why I'm bringing that up. That clip actually, I just saw it recently on TikTok. Like yes. you guys are in the hot tub, and <laughs> she's like, "I love you. You're like my brother." And you're like, "That's kind of weird." Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't date my brother or my sister, so right. Um, no, that was awkward, but uh, I mean, she was a sweet girl, just uh, yeah, not for me. So, <laughs> is the way she's portrayed on TV accurate, or is that like a TV edit? Uh, yeah, that's how she was. Um, okay. You know, I don't, I don't know her outside of the show, of course. Um, but uh, you know, she was, um, she was, yeah, she was different. She was funny. Yeah, she's very funny. We all got a good laugh, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah. What you see yeah. is what you get basically yeah. maybe. what you see is what you get exactly would you ever go back to tv at this point uh as far as the bachelor goes yeah or uh, I, let's answer both yeah so i don't think of course they would ever ask me uh you know back on the bachelor shows why but, uh, well three is three is a lot you know uh there's a couple okay. of people who have done done more but you don't see many especially and the fact that i'm 37 I don't think that <laughs> I've yeah. aged out a little bit, you know, okay. well, I think Brad Womack was about to 37 years and years ago. So that yeah. was when he chose Emily Maynard. Um, so uh, I was never, I was never one of their favorites either. Cause I was never a controversial character. So. Did they try to get you to be more controversial? Like how were those conversations? Uh, well, production's very good at their job. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're doing, I, I'm sure you're probably aware of this, you've inter interviewed enough people, but they're always pulling you aside in the middle of the night um, for what we call ITMs in the moments, interviews, and uh, a lot of alcohol is involved always, you know, and so they definitely want that. 
um, that gets you loosened up, gets you talking. And uh, there's a team of people also called Storyline, and that's their job. They're going to determine who's, uh, you know, who's the villain, how to edit this, and uh, how to create a story out of the whole entire thing. So um, I'm sure you've seen on The Bachelor, there's usually a formula. Uh, you know, you have your you have your villain, right? You have your group of people that are good uh, uh, potentials for that lead. Um, you have your weirdos that are always going to do something stupid on night one or night two, you know, mm -hmm. cause a scene. Uh, you have past relationships that it's the same formula over and over kind of deal. Um, right. And so they have to create a story out of that. Um, so they're very, very good at their job. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that they ever tried to really pressure me uh, into doing anything um, that, you know, I didn't want to do, but uh, I tried to keep a level head the whole time. I didn't want yeah. to embarrass myself. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather be a little boring than, you know, ruin my life or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. So with the storyline people, are you aware of what character you are kind of being slotted into, or is that just something that ties together at the end? Yeah. So, uh, it's more so that storyline stuff is a little more so on the bachelor and bachelorette. Okay. Um, and uh, in, in my opinion, or so it seems, right? Um, I had no idea. That was a long time ago. Uh, I didn't watch the show before I went on. So okay. I walked right smack into it, just, you know, going with the flow. And we quickly had a villain. I don't know if you remember. Ashley um, Abel. Was a Billy, very good. Of course I remember. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, no, uh, I am. <laughs> uh, Ashley Abel was our bachelorette. Uh, yes, Bentley was our villain. Uh, from the get-go, and uh, they made him out to be a villain quick. So he didn't uh, help himself, though. He, he certainly didn't help himself. <laughs> I, think, I think once you see that going, you know that hey, I'm not going to make it to the end. I better make the most of this and right. uh, you know do what I can because if you're not going to be the winner, then you better do something to stand out. So. Well, that seems to be what's happening nowadays with people on the show. Like if they don't feel a connection, all right, well, what can I do to kind of get some airtime anyway? Because I'm, I packed all my stuff. I right. left my job. I might as well do something while I'm here. Yeah. So uh, I think social media, especially things like Instagram have really changed the game. You know, mm -hmm. we didn't have that. The rule used to be uh, any social media that you had, you had to turn off and deactivate. So when I want, went on Bachelorette and Bachelorette, I had to deactivate, you know, uh, Instagram or Facebook, which still weren't even that big back then. Um, mm -hmm. Nowadays, it's, it's a totally different ballgame. And you don't know. I think it was a little more genuine back then, right? So you didn't go on there, obviously, for all that. You went on there to hopefully find Actually, someone. yeah. Yeah, or to, you know, genuinely play the game and Bachelorette and all that. Um, nowadays, it's... Uh, you know, how, how famous can I get on Instagram? So, right. so it seems. Right. Well, speaking of Ashley, so correct me if I'm wrong, you didn't get a one-on-one -on -one date with her, right? Right. I had, I had four, four group dates. So as someone that didn't get a one-on-one -on -one date, can you share like how much time are you actually even getting with the lead in four yeah. group dates? Yeah. So I will say on night one, I heard you mention this and uh, if, you know, I, I listened to your last podcast hilarious, wonderful. I, I thought it was a complete, complete roast of Clayton, which was great. I haven't watched the season. I haven't watched the last couple of years, to be honest. So okay. uh, your, your podcast definitely uh, catches me up to speed. Um, okay. So uh, yeah. Um, so on night one, uh, you guys had, had mentioned that you don't think that some of the people get much time. I'll say that some people don't get time at all. Uh, so, or what on my season, I got a couple minutes, but I had to do two on one because they run out of time. So oh, right. it was me and another guy sat down with her and talked uh, to a couple guys that didn't get any time at all. And I think they, they structure it probably that way a little bit because that creates uh, a little, you know, fight. So, um, you're always going to have someone come in and interrupt, right. Mm -hmm. That's part going back to the formula. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, so and then on the dates, the group dates, what usually happens is uh, you get maybe a split second during the actual date, but it's the, uh, the time after the date, uh, your little cocktail party where you'll get, yeah, five minutes, something like that, <laughs> just down and chat with there. So you're supposed to be developing a relationship with like, in total, like less than a half hour of time with this person. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so I didn't even get mine. I think it was like episode three or four. We went to Thailand. 
And uh, I hadn't kissed her yet because I'd spent a total of, you know, eight and a half minutes with her. And uh, so I remember one of the scenes, the producers, you know, you got all the you know, sound guys around, all the cameramen around, the producers are like, kiss her, kiss her, you know? So um, it, it seemed a little awkward, not really knowing, you know, much about her. I couldn't even mm-hmm. tell you, you know, her last name at the point. And uh, but you got to go for it to try to, you know, put yourself ahead because there's so many guys at that point that have. So, um, I was eliminated the next episode. <laughs> oh no. Well, that, that's a good point though, that like, you don't even, did you literally not know her last name? Uh, no, I, I'm just joking, but I, I okay. you, know, you don't, you don't know much about a person, right? When right. You're, uh, you're having kind of forced conversations in front of cameras. Um, you don't really truly get to know somebody. I feel like it's, it's not until later. I would imagine when you start having stuff like, uh, your, your, um, overnight dates where you mm-hmm. kind of, and at that point, you're what a week away from proposing to him potentially. <laughs> so. I mean, I cringe every single season when they're like, "Well, we're a week away from proposals." Like it shouldn't be like that. It's just mind-boggling to me that people could talk that way, and this is all normal on the show. Yeah, uh, I think you get fed into the whole ordeal, you know, because uh, as soon as you get there, you're they take away. There's no TVs, right? There's no cell phones. There's no magazines, books, none of that. So your mm-hmm. whole world becomes that uh, that lead, that person. Um, and so that's kind of how they, I think, manufacture love. And uh, it's a it's a genius formula. It works. Uh, it's more of an infatuation, of course, uh, right. as we all probably know. Um, and there's that competitive factor. So you get all these guys or, or ladies that are competing naturally. Mm-hmm for the attention. Um, everything else in the world doesn't matter at the moment. And so you have to win. Um, and there's nothing else to talk about. You know, that's all your conversations are about. And, uh, so when it comes down to after you've been, you know, fighting for someone for a month, you're like, this is the one let's get it. Might as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you actually like develop anything with Ashley? No. No, uh, you know, I mean, she was a sweet girl. She was a wonderful lead. She was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, pretty girl. Uh, it wasn't for me, you know, we just didn't have that time, you know, right. spent together. Uh, she ended up with JP. Uh, they obviously, I'm sure you've heard are not together anymore, but, uh, I liked JP as well. I thought they were a wonderful couple. Uh, so it was, it was sad to hear about that, but, um, but no, no, I had absolutely nothing bad to say about her at all. She was a sweet girl, wonderful. Um, just, you know, we didn't just, hit it off in yeah. the time that we had. So, well, you've had, you had like 14 minutes, so I don't right. blame you. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Well, what is, what is life like today for Nick Peterson? What are you doing yeah, so these days? I'm living in Philly and uh, outside of Philadelphia and, uh, just got these orange theories, uh, franchises up and running. Uh, it's, it's a lot of work. And uh, so that's what I'm doing now. Okay. Uh, my, my uh, spare time, I make very stupid comedy skits. On uh, I've watched Instagram. some; they're so funny. Oh well, I appreciate it. Yeah, very, very stupid, admittedly. And uh, but that's my hobby. That's what I enjoy doing um, outside of you know work. So the goal here is to build these up and as long as I can, and then eventually sell them and move on to the uh, the next investment. So cool. Well, yeah. that's awesome. Where can um, the fans find you if they want to follow follow you on social media or anything? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as far as Instagram goes, it's the Nick Peterson. Uh, it's the same on TikTok um, and on Facebook. They can just uh, search my name, but uh, mm-hmm. the Nick Peterson on those, um, you know, that's where I post on my, and in YouTube is Nick Peterson channel. Uh, oh, awesome. That's where I post on my videos. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us. We Thanks, were so Stephanie. happy that you came on and I'll be in touch. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Look forward to it. Okay. Bye. And that's our show this week. Please be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcast and Spotify and leave a nice review if you feel so compelled and make sure to subscribe so you never miss a future episode. Yes, and if you are a diehard, join our Facebook group. I love chatting with you guys in there. Basically, we do polls, we do sharing of news in real time and just like discuss things about the show and Bachelor Nation. So the link to that will be in the episode description. So definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun.
Also, be sure to give our sponsors a look. Go to everlywell.com and use code SHESALLBATCH to get 20% off the at-home lab test of your choosing. You can also go to invisaware.com and check out their stylish and discreet safety accessories. You can use code SHESALLBATCH for 10% off that. Yeah, and so make sure you follow us. You can follow Stephanie at SHESALLBATCH on Instagram and TikTok, and you can follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And now for shout out of the week. Shout out of the week goes to Erica. She's a new listener. So I want to give love to our, our new yeah, hi, Erica. members here. Hi, Erica. Love you, girl. Love seeing you here. Yeah, welcome to the party. She wrote, love, love, love your podcast. I listen every week and it honestly helps my ADHD brain focus on cleaning while listening to all the tea. I'm a newer listener like just this month, but I've been going back and listening to all of them. I am manifesting that Claire will come on one day. Hashtag Claire Stan as well. Thank you, Erica. Yeah, thank you, Erica. You know what's funny? In our Facebook group, people have said a bunch that whenever they started listening, they went ended up going back and listening to all the episodes. So usually when someone listens to one, they want to like binge. Mm-hmm. Which is just so crazy to me. That's so many hours of our voices. I know. How are people not sick of hearing us speak I don't yet? Know. I don't know. But I love that most of you are not. Like three people in the <laughs> comments or whatever hate our voices. But that's fine. Just no, three. Fuck, fuck them. <laughs> don't even. We're not shedding light on them. Screw them. <laughs> okay. All right. That's it. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Bye, bitches.